One, two, three, four. I declare a thumb war. Five, six, seven, eight. We're going to answer your relationship questions, and it's going to be great. It's Radio Free Tote Bag. And my name's Donovan. I'm Arthur. And I'm Savannah. And, whoa! And yes. Hello. This week we have a special guest, our dear friend Savannah, from up in uh, Chicago. She's a comedian up there. She's uh, in the internet studio with us. How are you doing, Sam? Doing so good. So happy to be here right now. So happy to be here. And, uh, yeah, so we got a lot of questions for you this week. Sam's going to be helping us answer them. But we got to go first to our traditional first question for a guest. And that is, Sav, can you tell us about, in like a dating or relationship experience, what is like the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Like be it heinous or just gross, what do you got? Oh, how do I narrow it down is the question. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's not necessarily uh, a... Man, it's, I can't even fucking imagine what it's like out there. That's what... Guys. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah, it's it's Chicago, so you know it's the Wild West a little bit. Um, <laughs> I can tell you. I mean, it's not necessarily dating, but it's something that like happened to me on the train, which is where most like things go down if they're like upsetting in nature with men approaching oh, no. you. <laughs> um, so one time. Uh, I was on the red line for those of you familiar with the CTA. Um, so we were underground and we got stuck and there was a man, he, he was clearly like mentally ill in some fashion, but he, um, and this is kind of a long story, so I'll keep it short. Basically he got in my face and I said, can you please give me some space? And he goes, $5. Oh "Oh." my god! (laughs) And I was like, "Um, "Excuse me." And he's like, and he um, checks himself out in the reflection in the train window, and then he looks back at me. He goes five dollars, and I was like, (laughs) "I don't know what you're selling, but I'm not interested." Um, thank you so much. I thought he'd like check himself out and then up his rate. Oh, I know, and uh, that's what I thought too. But no, I'm not even at the worst part yet. So just like buckle up. Um. And so he gets up, he gets back up in my face, and I'm like, "No, thank you." Um, just trying to not get murdered, you know. And we're still stuck underground, sure. right? Um, you know, people are just watching. No one's intervening. There's just like me, my like buck fifteen pound ass, like in this larger man, and he's like, "Okay." And then so he's wearing, <laughs> he's wearing like a wife beater and uh, sweatpants, and then a leather nice. belt around his sweatpants and so he takes off his leather belt <laughs> and then he folds it in half and snaps it in my face oh and, jesus um, and he goes five dollars and i was like mm, no thank you and um and eventually i guess he gets disinterested and um people start moving around because they're like i don't want to intervene or whatever um and then the train starts moving i'm like thank god i don't want to die here and then um So we get to the next stop, people get off, and I'm, like, trying to get off, but I don't make it. So, but there's seats open, so I go and sit down, and then he sits next to me, and then he reaches Uh. into his pants, and buckle up here, he pulls out, not what I thought he was going to pull out, but he has a plastic baggie full of marinating meat. (laughs) And he goes, you want meat? And I was like, oh, I just ate, thank you. And he goes, you want some lettuce uh, with that meat? And I was like, 
oh, no, thank you. I just ate, and then I got off the train. So I'd say I'd chuck that up to, like, one of my worst. Oh, my my God. (laughs) I mean, that is indeed not what I was expecting. No. It's like, but I don't know how much better it is than than getting flashed. Like, pants meat. That's got to be traumatizing, too. The pants plastic baggy meat over just you know man meat any any day i guess sure it's just something you that's, get accustomed to i think that's true do you think he was trying to sell you the meat for five dollars or if that's he was where I holding you I hostage and that's the thing it haunts me at night i'll never know i'll never know because <laughs> i don't know man if that's if that's steak five dollars you know and it's been marinating the worst part is i even i couldn't even figure out what kind of meat it was is the thing it could have been like (laughs) beef or chicken and it's upsetting if you can't figure out which one (laughs) i bet it was wagyu Uh, i bet it was like a really high quality cut of steak you're right (laughs) you know he probably seasoned it he probably put a lot of love into it and i rejected him and that probably hurt his feelings yeah, he's on some other podcast right now. They're asking the same question. And he's like, I just I made this meat for this girl especially. Warmed it with my body heat like a mother hen on her egg. Yes. And she she turned me down. Uh, and like, This is kind of a tale of two tragedies, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, I think about that at least once a week. <laughs> well, Jesus. That, that's one of the better answers we've had. I, I don't yes. know if that beats the booger walls, but I think it might. Yeah, it's definitely up there with Boogie Walls for Amazing. sure. Amazing. For the Boogie Wall story, please refer to episode twenty-five of Radio Free Tote Bag. Yeah, I don't, oh. I don't go out on like Tinder and Bumble dates that much. So when you encounter something like that in the wild, you know that's how do you compare? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're today's lucky winner in the pants meat lottery. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, all right, fucking coming in hot. Great intro there. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying to shake the thoughts. Like, of, can we uh, pivot that? Is that something you can pivot successfully? Your, I'm really collect yourself, I'm Donovan. Really, I'm really racking my brain to figure out. Okay, if you were to eat that bag mm-hmm. of pants meat, pant meat, it may make you bloated, and that does relate to our next no. question, which is that my 21F boyfriend, 22M, can only come if I'm severely bloated. Our sex life has died before it's even begun. So my boyfriend watches animated blueberry porn, and it is one of the only ways to get him properly hard or to come. Sometimes he watches inflation porn, but it doesn't do half as much as blueberry porn does for him. There's a distinction. Yeah, that's, that's, we're going to have to figure that one out. Yeah. However, this has led to our sex lives being very clearly incompatible. He isn't bothered about sex all that much, but the process of inflation is the only thing that really excites him. Last week, last time we did anything sexual, I had to chug two liters of Coke and eat a whole packet of Mentos along with a liter of water. How are you still alive? It was really uncomfortable for me. Yeah. yeah, You see what happens like in a bottle. I'm pretty sure you would just kind of burst. Yeah. Anyways, it was really uncomfortable for me, but it clearly made him happy, and he even managed to come after a considerable amount of time, so I simply obliged. I can't perform oral on him, and he doesn't perform oral on me because it's not exciting, and my stomach isn't in view, so he's basically turned off. However, even with all the bloating I do for him to make him happy, he will still close his eyes and try to imagine me as a blueberry, 
Something which I think is possibly going to have a really bad effect on our sex life. Possibly. But it makes him happy, so I leave him be. (laughs) Yeah. He's even started learning Photoshop just so he can edit me into a blueberry. (laughs) (laughs) I am worried this is going to change his perception of me. And maybe in time, he won't even be able to get hard because of the expectations he has for the amount of bloating to happen. But again, it makes him happy, so I don't say anything. We can't have sex without me being severely bloated, which also comes with risks, which I have mentioned many, many times to no avail, and being in pain from the cramps. I've asked if we'd ever be able to do anything sexual without me being bloated, and the answer was no, as he wouldn't be able to get hard, and it wouldn't excite him. He's mentioned that he finds me attractive even when I'm not bloated, so I'm confused. He suggested trying to stop masturbating to blueberry porn and tried doing it to normal porn, but I know it won't work and I don't want to change him to suit my needs. Despite all this, we have been together for two months and those two months have been amazing. I'm willing to do a lot for him, but this simply stumps me. If anyone has any idea of what I can do, please suggest. Thanks. TLDR, boyfriend can really only come to blueberry porn. And that was posted by Onion Sumo. Well, first things first, you got to find a way to get in touch with Willy Wonka. Uh, <laughs> um, this is this is what we were talking about last week, which came from you, Sav, and your uh, shall we say fascination with I, inflation porn. I, I think this. is the word that you use. I hate that you put me on blast so hard. You made it sound like it was something I was super into, and. I was trying to give you some like fun uh, bits for your show, and then you just absolutely just put me on blast. So, and I don't even want to admit like why I know what it is. It's like I just hate that. <laughs> well, now we need to know how you know what it is. No, because I'm on like Tumblr. I'm like the biggest nerd ever, and then I would just like be scrolling along on my phone, and I'm like, "What's what's that? Okay, fun drawing," and then you know, move on. And then I would see a comment that's like, you know, like, this is porn. And I'm like, excuse me? Excuse you did describe it as a fun drawing. Which no, I that's not what I meant. Oh my God, I can't, I'm not going to dig myself out of this hole here, but I was just like, okay, like fan art. Like I'm just used to seeing fan art all the time. And it's like, you never know what you're going to get with that. And that this one what I thought to be safe for work fan art of whatever thing that I wasn't involved in. I was just like, okay, and moved on. And then, but happened to notice someone was like, y'all are keep this. Y'all know this is porn, right? And I'm like, Ex- what of what? And it's like, this was commissioned to me by a guy on deviant art. And I was like, what? Who does this? I don't know. Oh, of course. There, I mean, there's amazing artists out there. You know, and you're just like, I want Shrek uh, as a balloon. Uh, yes. And uh, then you then you get it because the internet's a magical place. I think when I visited you actually uh, up in Chicago, yeah. Seth, that was the poster you had on the wall was that particular it drawing. Was, you know, like you continue to put me on blast and it's not fair. Like, listen, I have my own inflation <laughs> art that I like to display in my apartment. <laughs> And I, th- I think a shrine is the word that you okay, use. Sure. Like, okay, sure. If you want to take it there. Um, I was like, hey, Donovan, check this out. Um, this is my art collection. I've paid a pretty penny for all of these um, beautiful works of art from people on the internet. And you're like, why are they all um, 
so round and look like they have gas. <laughs> and I'm like, that's part of it. <laughs> if welcome, welcome to my gallery. If I may, if I may, I would like to suggest something for this gentleman. Oh yeah, we're supposed to be helping. We're supposed to be helping. <laughs> this is this right, is less right, a right, suggestion right. for the for his girlfriend and more a suggestion for him. Oh, uh, he's gonna have to wait maybe. Best guess, 10, 15 years for this to for, to go down. But I think I think we're in range. Uh, if I may get science fiction on you for a moment, there is a novel by a gentleman named Peter Watts. The novel, part of a trilogy, trilogy called the Starfish Trilogy. The novel is Maelstrom. And in this novel, there's a character who has such disgustingly violent sexual proclivities that he limits himself entirely to virtual reality to get his... Uh, to get his uh, sexual satisfaction. I was wondering where you were going with that, but I now um, understand what you're saying. Homeboy homeboy is going to need total reality replacement because you can't inflict <laughs> this on another human being. You can't no, do this man. to another person. The fact that she's 21 and is like just going along with it, like, yeah, okay. I'm, that's absolutely shocking. Like, you've, you've seen the Mentos, but you're 21. Like, you were, I don't know, in fucking middle school or high school or some shit when that was a viral video. You've seen what happens... When you mix the Coke and Mentos. And that's why I interjected initially. I was like, uh, how are you not like just spewing from like every orifice, like just Coke fizz? Well, that's that's a different paraphilia. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a good point with the VR, though, because we were talking about this with the um, with the four stuff, too, mm-hmm. that most of this is kind of acted out, uh, you know, through animation or drawings online because like a lot of this you know here they've found kind of some extent to do something with it and i think we mentioned that last time too but but a lot of this is really you know it has to exist in the realm of fantasy mm-hmm. um because obviously you, you know you can't actually fuck streck uh inflated to the size of like a weather balloon. unfortunately Unf- yes. unfortunately you cannot uh. yes <laughs> but that, that'll be able to happen and i'm curious like what will these people just kind of exist in the virtual realm from then on out once they have this? I mean, why not? I say, I say, I, go for it. I'll I'll jump from what Arthur was saying. I think this guy, yeah, he clearly just needs to find an artist online that he trusts to commission art from. Like, here's another fun one: like furries, like like furry porn artists, like make like six figures. I'm not <laughs> oh, kidding. I'm sure. And, like, really so you, he just needs to find, like, an artist that he trusts and, like, you know, and, you know, budget. Um, and that's it's that's what it's all about is budgeting, you know, how much um, of your paycheck you can put forth <laughs> um, towards your millions fetish art. It's probably, it's probably cheaper than dating. Sculpt me. It probably is cheaper than dating. It's like, you know what? If you're going to put if you're going to make her buy all these like Mentos and Coke to get like as blit as she needs, you might as well like just channel your own funds into um, your own personal needs and then pay attention to her. And then you don't cause anyone foamy vomiting and diarrhea. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because that's that's the big thing here. And uh, which we've talked about before, like if, if your sexual activity, like if your partner's wants are impacting you like painfully impacting your health you you shouldn't have to sacrifice that for your partner especially if you're not into it oh yeah sis, so dump him like yeah as far as this relationship situation goes, if this is if this is fucking with you this much no matter how good it is uh and he but he's willing to compromise zero percent that really is not a good sign and i you know i wouldn't stick with this 
sacrificing your fucking health to you know to be bloated for this dude. No way. Yeah, no way. Are, do you guys know the song "I Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That" by Meatloaf? <laughs> yeah, this is what he was talking about. <laughs> I'd do anything for love except for chug two liters of coke, coke and a whole pack of Mentos <laughs> along with a liter of water. It's too That's much. so much liquid. That's so much. Much. The Mentos. That's, That's so much fucking liquid. Oof. Oh my god. I, oh. I'd also like to point out the mods locked this thread <laughs> uh, because it got too out of control. The first post was what the fuck is blueberry porn? And I guess we do need to get to that. Oh what my god. We didn't even talk about it. Inflation? Yeah. <laughs> Let me let me find this out real quick. Blueberry it's, porn. It's from Willy Wonka. Inflation. And now I am on a list. Well, okay, the first link is from Pornhub and it's blueberry inflation porn. And yeah. we also have Violet Beauregard oh, blueberry inflation on Pornhub. Wow. That was somehow yeah. an awakening for like so many people. And yeah. I hate that I know that, but that's the price you pay when you're on the internet all the time, I guess. Um, no, that has, that has to be. The, I've we seen about stories about too. how, like, just a young adolescent male was watching Willy Wonka and was just like, whoa, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> that was me watching Digimon. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was me watching Kim uh, Possible. I'm like, what? <laughs> tight. Tight. Big moves. Yeah. Um. What the fuck was I going to say about... I wonder what the proximity of... Does anybody recall when in the film uh, Violet Beauregard gets blown up? Is it immediately after the psychedelic tunnel scene? No, I can uh, tell you. It's um, the gum. Right. Like, it's Okay, so it's... They talk about the gobstoppers after. Uh-huh. And then he's I've like... It's been so long since I've seen that one. I don't know why I just have this at the... I can't remember a single detail about my entire life, but I think I know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a theory that the psychedelic tunnel scene introduced uh, like an acid-like ego death state, and then uh, oh, absolutely. They, were exposed, they were exposed to uh, Violet Beauregard, and uh, you know they were open to sexual awakening in that moment. Oh, and and now we them. have a generation of uh, blueberry fetishists who also are psychonauts. So that's delightful. Because <laughs> it wasn't even in the scene, and I don't want to like get too deep into it because I'm like afraid of where we could go in this conversation. But like in the scene, so it's like the gum. <laughs> the gum is like again, it's like a three course meal, right? And she's like, <gasps> and that's what, and that's how he mark Willy Wonka, the man himself, markets it. And she's like, yeah, I'm like you know, award-winning gum chewer. That's my thing. And she's like, whatever. Oh, yeah. And just pops it. Right. And then, but it's like when she, oh God, I hate, mm, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. It's when she inflates, right? It's not like air. It's like. Slower. It's like liquid. Slower. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, glug, glug, glug. like it's like that. Oh no, I'm watching maybe- it. Oh no, Donovan! I found a link no, and I'm don't. watching it. Stab it! Wait, Stab Donovan, it. are you telling me you found like porn about this? That's like here's is it clips from I the found. movie? I I haven't clicked it. Here's what I've found. Just trying to search what is the difference between the two. It was like ten Pornhub links in a row. Oh my and god! 
Yeah, and that's a whole category on Pornhub, but it's blueberry inflation. But somebody in the comments is saying that it is different. And it sounds like the difference is like inflation is just the general catch-all growing kind of fetish, like blowing somebody up. Blueberry sounds like it is specific to that scene. And I think it also refers to like they are filled with food or liquid or something. Like it isn't just air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like not to bring this up again, but the like (laughs) art I saw on the Internet, it wasn't like they were around. It was like a skinny woman where it was like five panels of her like walking and picking up a book she dropped and like with each one it looked like she got like a boob job and then like butt implants and then like she just generally like got curves like (laughs) and so i feel like there are many different facets of this fetish that could be explored and i um don't want to Yeah, I'm, I'm fighting my impulse to uh, sacrifice myself for the listeners and dive into some of these links. I, I already saw it. It's exactly what she described yeah. but, uh, with uh, inflatable prosthesis. It's That's what it is. And that's why I don't want to talk about it anymore. I, it's like all it's right. not like okay. I seek it out. It's just like I saw that one thing and now I'll never forget it, even though I, okay. won't, I can't even remember what I did like yesterday. <laughs> Sav loves inflation. Uh, and we're on to the next question. I love this, it. I just want to put a button on it here with this. Uh, this comment has received the gold award. It is by user, I need some flowers. They say, I don't think you two are sexual compat- sexually compatible. He wants a blueberry and you are a human. You might need to find a better match. <laughs> Absolutely. There you they go. Go down to the grocery store, stuff your dick into the produce department. You'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spe- All right, speaking Arthur. of stuffing your dick... <laughs> There uh, we go. My boyfriend, 19F, or my 19F boyfriend, 22M, can't get erect unless. Unless. I don't know how to describe it. The only way he can get hard is if he basically starts pounding at my vagina with his soft dick, trying to shove it in. Sometimes it's rather uncomfortable, but most of the time, it just feels like a boneless, slimy mole rat trying to scurry up inside of me. Oh, my God. After a little poking around, he'll get hard and come. Such a turnoff that even when we do foreplay first, by the time the soft dick comes out, I instantly lose all sexual drive. If he tries to get me off afterwards, it's no use because at that point, I'm already turned off beyond belief and there's no going back. It's getting to the point where I don't want to have sex with him. I physically recoil if he tries to touch me sexually. I keep thinking about his soft dick hopefully pumping away at me and it makes me feel ill. I tried giving him blowjobs, handjobs. Asking if there's anything I can do to get him hard. We are particularly kinky, but I am open-minded and would try just about anything. But he says nothing will get him hard except for penetrative sex. I'm going to take another run at that word. Penetrative sex. Initially, I thought perhaps I could get off first, then he could have sex with me, but the whole, quote, sex act now disgusts me. I basically don't want his dick inside me unless it's hard. I've actually got a borderline complex about soft dicks now. Clearly, I'm losing my mind here. Because we're both still broke students, we can't afford a sex therapist or anything like that. We've discussed Viagra, but the problem isn't getting hard per se, it's just the method to get hard. And I think he's a bit young to start taking Viagra. Help, the only option I have left is Reddit. TLDR, boyfriend can only get hard if he basically charges at my vagina with his soft dick. It's such a turnoff that it's destroying our sex life. And that was posted by Petty, not Pretty. I... <laughs> Naked mole rat. <laughs> I've never heard anything like this before. It's bizarre. Yeah, me me neither. Um, 
It sounds like you've tried everything in terms of like, you know, foreplay or some other way to do it. And if you've had the conversation with him about that and tried things, he still can't do it and you're grossed out. Like, if this was a marriage or something, it might be worth a sex therapist, but you guys are, like, at the beginning of college. Oh, yeah, like, like no. You've just Together been a for couple, two months. For a couple of months is what it says. In the yeah, so, so don't jump to spending money on counseling when you've only been dating a couple months, you know? That's that's what dating is for, is to find incompatibilities, like uh, limp dick mushed against your vagina, and, uh, you know, then then end things instead of having to, like, work through that. So if this is if this is making you feel ill and disgust you like you you don't have to keep trying at this she doesn't even talk about it being good otherwise yeah you know yeah I mean? she's just like this guy <laughs> he just wants to ram uh he just wants to try to cram an oyster into a slot machine over here <laughs> and uh yeah that's not, what i don't get he's like me. listen i got this limp dick and the only way i can make it hard is if i just like hit it okay like what there's so many other methods yeah i don't yeah th- why is that his only i don't know i don't have any does insight this guy masturbate that. yeah that's what i'm saying it's like there's there's something called foreplay that doesn't involve penetrative sex and it's like right. why are you trying to jump the gun like so fast i'm genuinely like, oh, this man. isn't this is not even a hypothetical question i'm literally asking <laughs> maybe in his maybe his masturbation he's got like a flashlight right and it is just oh, yep. soaked through with bacon grease and he just kind of why hits is it, it against his limp dick uh like a, like a stamp like a train station clerk stamping down <laughs> on a ticket but the ticket is his dick and he just mashes that bacon grease flashlight against his junk until he gets hard maybe that's how he began and he's just never had it any other way and you know he's burned out he's burned out he went too hard too fast and then you know that's the only thing that works and now he's not going hard at all am i right (laughs) (laughs) hated that all right i'm I'm changing our uh i'm changing our twitter handle to uh bacon grease flashlight yes there we go. There we go. That's what we can I call like our uh, listener was, base. I like the greasy was, pleasures. Uh, greasy pleasures. I like that it was bacon grease um, and not, you know, lube or something more traditional. Yeah. It was like basic, I wanted it to be bacon entirely. grease. That's what's going to do it. Uh, I aim to, you know, paint a sensory image here, and I need bacon grease to add that smell component. Paint me a word picture. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. No, I want to seriously address this. I mean, other than, I mean, most of my opinions on this are going to be like, girl, like, leave, leave. Like, it's over. (laughs) But I would like to be a little more creative. (laughs) We forgot to put them on the last one. So, yep. Okay. That's we're making up for lost time with that one. And Yep, there they were again. Yeah, there's horns all over this fucking episode. There's those those limp air horns on this one. What are what are are there any good comments on this? I mean It from what I'm looking at, it's a lot of people are in kind of the same camp as us. It's a compatibility issue. If you've put the effort in, then like you've done everything you can at that point. And especially if it grosses you out. Like, if this was just yeah. a thing in general and you were fine and it still sucked and what have you, but the fact that it's, like, physically grossing you out and ruining sex for you, it's not fucking, it's not worth it. I'm still, like, hung up on the mechanics of it. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, here's here's what you did. You get it to, to demonstrate. You get a condom. You inflate it halfway. <laughs> you're gonna slice kind of like maybe a grapefruit in half, and then just kind of bang those together like you're a kid trying to figure out how sex works with Barbie dolls. Just kind of a <laughs> okay. <"Splah!" laughs> and that kind of gives the idea. Or take a mole rat and stuff it into like a nice side of roast beef. You know, we got a lot of a wow. lot of different technique options for figuring wow. this like out. Like pants meat? <laughs> Is it like pants meat? You are really not pants meat this pictures time. tonight. <laughs> yeah, man. I've, all this talk about inflation art has made me think of my own artistic abilities. And I'm a word artist. I'm going to start recording fetish porn art, but like it's auditory. Like I just describe... And the grossest details. You're saying, like, you're saying that, that, that like there's not already a market for that. Like How you could be making you. so much money right now, and you're throwing it away on this relationship advice podcast. <laughs> uh, you're fucking right. That's it. We're pivoting the show. All right, let's this is pivot. now just a podcast where I describe uh, <laughs> filthy, filthy acts against God. Yes. Not All to right. kink shame. So, We're very positive here on this podcast. Oh, definitely. Yes. <laughs> User Please? Honey and Whiskey says maybe try a cock ring. It would at least make it a little firmer before the mole rat pounding starts. I will say that the, co- the cock ring is really no good until you're hard. Like the whole thing right. is you kind of put it off after. Like, and it's always sunny when uh, Frank puts one on and it just slips off and like clangs on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen. That's what I, I think we're in agreement then. Like, You've tried about everything, it sounds like. You're still grossed out. She even says in the comments, OP says, you know, we've only been together for two months, only started having sex around a month ago, so it's new enough that this could be a deal breaker. So, I mean, I think that's it. Get out of there. There they are. Get out out of there. You've been air horned. Jesus Christ, boyfriend in this situation. Find another way to do this. That's what I'm saying is, why is that it? Like, why is that the whole... (laughs) Like, they're... Have to be other things for you, like they're. He he had a weird upbringing. That's my thought. I guess. All right, it's about that time of the week where uh, we're gonna get away from this naked mole rat monster and inflation <laughs> monster. Uh, we're gonna talk about our question box here. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, if you're new to the show, or if you just like me saying this every episode, we have an anonymous question box where you, the listener, can send in your question. We'll answer it on the show. We have links to the question box on our social media and on our Facebook page, and I usually post them once a week with uh, some stupid joke to get you to post them. And uh, you don't have to make an account. You just type it into the box. We'll read it on the show. This week... It's our, it's our favorite part of the show. It is indeed our favorite part of the show. Love and this it. week we just have kind of a stub here. Uh, but I do think there's some room for discussion on it. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and read it exactly. Give us some noise reflections on ghosting. Hmm. Noise reflections. Sav, do you have any experience with ghosting? Oh, yeah. I ghost people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's the motivation behind that? I don't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> there you go. That's all it is. <laughs> I, I got, I got two, I got two opinions on it. I, I have opinions, but you go first. In, in terms of uh, 
in terms of relationships, we, we've said before, especially at the beginning of kind of dating people or in breakups, you don't owe the other person really anything as, yeah. as a general principle. And certainly, you know, your mental health and well-being comes first. So in a situation where somebody's being shitty to you, you can absolutely ghost them. You know, there's no need to, like, show respect to somebody who's being shitty to you. And it also stops you from awkward conversations and, like, the anxiety that might come from it. On the other hand, you know, if you're dating somebody and things were going all right and you care about them, but it's just, like, not quite right, it's it's not a nice thing to do. No. Like, it's definitely better to kind of articulate to somebody, you know, this didn't work out for these reasons, you know, so they're not left sitting kind of anxious about this. So I think it depends on the situation. Does um, it agree? Does it hurt more to be told, I don't know, I'm just not feeling it with you than to just lose contact? It depends that's, on the situation. That's true. Yeah. The only that, times true. I've ghosted anyone is when like I'm, when I like go out and I'm, I guess, drinking or whatever, I'm a very extroverted social person. So it's like, especially if I'm drinking and they're like, what's your number? That's a very personal thing to give out. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I would rather be like, oh, I'm on Facebook. Just Facebook DM me and I can block you later. Or, <laughs> or like, oh, here's my Instagram and you can DM me and I'll block you later. Um, or, but if you give them your personal phone number, then they'll, you have to block them on that. And that just feels like it's more accessible to a lot of things. So I feel like in my experience, the, People I've ghosted are just people who, like, random dudes I've met at a bar who I was, like, nice enough to engage in conversation with and had a good time. And then they were like, oh, I guess we're in love now. And I was like, I don't even remember what you – I don't remember – I mean, I remember talking to you, but, like, it wasn't like that. Um, I feel like you kind of just want to nip it in the bud. Yeah. I I definitely get that. And it also prevents them from blowing you up with declarations of love. Oh, yeah. No, when it's like a conversation between two people, then I fully endorse just have an adult conversation about it. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, oh, we were both like, you're my friend of several months and we like got shithoused and made out one night. And it's like, oh, that's kind of like cringy for both of us. But like, it's better to have an adult conversation about it than just like, like, fuck off, you know? Yes. And so I think that's part of it, too. It, definitely don't do it if you want to maintain some sort of relationship with this person. Because uh, if you want that, you need to explain that to him. You can't just be like, I'm not going to talk to you and then pop up like later on and be like, so we friends now or what? Yeah. Like, it's not going to work out well. It's all about communication. And then it's all about how much communication you want to give. And sometimes it's zero. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, you're my friend. And I, yeah. And if you want to maintain being friends with that person, then be completely honest. But if it's some rando that got your phone number at like 2.36 a.m. at a bar, it's like, yeah, just block. <laughs> block them at 9 a.m. or whenever the whenever the hell you wake mm-hmm. up. Arthur, what's, what's your ghost? Yeah, experience? Arthur. Uh, I have uh, ghosted in the past. Typically, it'll go something like this. I'll be on a dating app or something. I'll yeah. match with somebody. We'll get into a conversation. Uh, I will not have met with this person. Uh, mm-hmm. And they'll say something irritating or I'll just lose interest or like I'll get busy. You know, any number of things. And I'll just uh, stop talking to them. Yep. <laughs> I feel that, especially yeah. with it getting busy. Like sometimes it's just like, eh, 
you know, and you, you legitimately forget. But regardless, like if if you were actually interested, you'd remember. So the message is clear there. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world. It and does I, suck sometimes, but yeah. And yeah. I've been ghosted before, like, but it didn't ruin my life. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. Because you know what? There's a message there. It isn't you know completely blank. You know, it's just like, well, they're not into it enough to not talk to me. So exactly, I'm just gonna do that too. And it mm-hmm. kind of sucks for a little bit, but then you're like, again, they wouldn't fucking do that if there was anything salvageable exactly. about this. Exactly. Right. It's like, okay, if you're going to ghost me, you you know, you weren't worth my time in the first place. So it's like, okay, I'll just move on. Oh, yeah. And that saves you the effort of, like, trying to keep reaching out to them to no avail and having awkward, like, I'm not free now, but next week sometime, maybe, and then just fucking drag that out. Nobody wants to deal with that. But you get that from when you're a girl and you get that from guys sometimes. Like, I had a guy I ghosted because I talked to him at a bar once because I was, like, bored. I don't know. I was, like, just out. Feeling friendly. Yeah, feeling friendly. I was like, yeah, I'm here to make conversation, meet new people. But, like, you know, I'm not trying to get a date. I'm just, like, out here chilling. And then, like, I don't know. He kept texting me even though I didn't respond. And then he called me. Oh, huge. Oh, God. Yeah. And I was like, I answered because it was a rogue number. And I, you know, I'm always up for adventure or whatever. I don't know. I was like, (laughs) I was like, ooh, who's this? You want to hear about your car warranty? Yeah, exactly. I was like, ooh, a telemarketer. Love it. Answer. Hello, green button. And he was like, hey, you remember me? And I was like, no. (laughs) And he was like, but we talked for so long. And I was like, when? He was like, Thursday. I was like, last week? I don't remember yesterday. Anyway, bye. Please stop talking to me. I don't know. It's just like some guys are so persistent that it's like you have to try to remember who they are because they don't give up and it's like listen if i already didn't text you back like don't call me on my personal cell phone number i don't know i mean not maybe to, she i, I realize i sounded like a huge can... bitch just then <laughs> but no, it's like no, I, I think that's perfectly appropriate okay. you talk to somebody for a little bit you give them your number just because you fucking whatever uh, you decide you're not into it the next day. They keep texting you. Uh, I think it's perfectly appropriate to just let that lie because you don't owe them anything. Yeah. Uh, and also, like like I was talking about, uh, they could kind of – I think it's easier to self-soothe from somebody not texting you back than somebody saying, actually, uh, you are actively disinteresting to me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know what? I would rather just, like, let it lie instead of, like, if I have to, like, if you call me like this guy did, I'm going to lay it out be like – Either yeah. I don't remember who you are or I do know who you are and I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> it's like, okay, if you want to put yourself in that position, then I guess. Yeah, you're just asking for more hurt as the person trying to follow up on it. Truly. So so I, I think consensus is, that's fine. You know, if you care about somebody or if it was longer than just like a short thing, it's the nice thing to do not to do it. Uh, but it, but it's all good. And if you do get ghosted, don't don't be fucking following up a whole yep. bunch. Yeah. Don't stress about it either. It happens to everybody. Well, thank you, listener who posted this, and uh, you're you're varied noise. How about how about that? <laughs> noise. <laughs> Arthur, uh, what do we what do we got next? Okay. Well, my 28F boyfriend, 32M, feels emasculated. How can I help him feel better? I, 28F, have been with my partner, 32M, for 1.5 years. Uh, for the last year, we've been having problems around sex. My having a higher sex drive than him 
and that causing me huge insecurities. I'm seeing a therapist about this, and we are working out our issues. My boyfriend has said that he feels like he's failed me, or that he feels emasculated by the problems we're having sexually. I really don't want him to feel this way, as it couldn't be further from the truth. I don't see him any differently, and I worry about the strain him feeling this way puts on our relationship. Has anyone out there got any advice on how I can make him feel better? Non-sexual advice, also really welcome. Thank you. TLDR, looking for advice about my 28F, boyfriends, 32M, feeling of feelings of inadequacy. Posted by Chickies23. Chickies23. Chickies23, the fact that you're asking this question, I think, is, is the first step towards what the answer is here. Because this is a common issue. Having a mismatched matched sex drive with your partner is, like, incredibly common. And it's normal, too. Like, everybody does not have the same energy in that department, and, and that's fine. Um, but the, the key there is you need to let your partner know that. You need to tell them, you know, let them know that you still appreciate them and that they are fulfilling to you. It's just that you know that you have different energy levels because th- this becomes a problem where you don't talk about it or it turns into small fights over it because uh, then it's going to you know feel the partner who's not kind of make the partner who's not kind of living up to this energy feel, you know, emasculated or, or not fulfilling enough for their partner. And so, you know, I think the big main way to combat that is just l- let them know your reasons for it and let them know that it's all right. Literally talked about this with my therapist today, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Shouts out. Yeah, I'll throw that in there. Like, <laughs> he was talking about, um, like, savage love or something. He threw that out. He's, like, a middle-aged man. Uh, but so like, he's a Dan Savage fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess. And I was like, okay. Um, but... I don't know. It's yeah, the mismatch sex drive. It's all about communication is what it boils down to. It's I don't know, when it comes to like mismatched sex drive, yeah, it's all about how much you talk about it to each other. And if you're gonna cheat on your spouse before you even have that very hard conversation, then that's gonna be I don't know, at least even worse. I don't know. It's like you yeah. have to have that conversation first. Oh, de- definitely. Yeah, if you're the sort of person who's like, well, they're not fulfilling, so I'm going to have to cheat on this relationship, then, like, fuck you, you should not be in a relationship. Yeah, which I don't condone at all. It's just, like, that's, it's a hard conversation, and you can't be a coward about it. You have to just be honest with your partner, and if that's too hard, then deal with it, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And it, it sounds like, it sounds like they're on the right path here, because, sure, she has a higher sex drive than him, but, uh, the way she puts it, I don't see him any differently. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. She still enjoys the sex that, you, that y'all do have. Then they just need to have a uh, convo. Yeah. They need to have a convo. And, uh, I don't know, maybe he needs to start uh, fucking figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, put out some get, more. Uh, put out part more. Of the, Come on, put guys. Out, put some out more. No. Um, that was a joke. Part of that convo should, uh, should also be, you know, see if you can come to some sort of compromise on this and kind of like, kind of find out where your sex drives meet. Yes. You know, is there anything else he could be doing for you that he he's comfortable doing if he doesn't feel like having sex? Um, you know, is there anything you could be doing to like increase his sexual energy when he doesn't have it? And then, you know, if it's a super low thing, there is a point to which having a crazy low sex drive could be the result of medication or depression or something like that. You, know, you can also see if you can talk it out. Maybe he had a higher one in the past and it's been down recently. You know, if you can kind of figure out what the root of that is, 
maybe he can talk to his doctor about it. Again, maybe there's something you can do to help with that. Uh, but just, just, you know, if you can find out where it's coming from, then maybe you can fix that entirely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all about uh, communication, just being open and honest with your partner. And I, yeah. This is going to be kind of humble braggy. Uh, Ooh. But I, oh. Love it. I was uh, I was having some sex the other day. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yep, pretty big. A noise. And, uh, so we had the sex. We're laying there. And then we decide we're going to have the sex again. And uh, very exciting for me. Uh, but about halfway through, I get tired. Mm. Oh. oh. I, got, I got too tired. Too I got tired. Pl- I was plum tuckered. And so I just kind of roll off and lay down. And uh, I was like, I feel so inadequate. And then we had a lengthy conversation about inadequacy and how she she's like, I really enjoy the sex we have. Like, you know, you don't need to feel inadequate. It's it's wholly adequate. I'm like, okay, I feel like you're lying, but sure. <laughs> no, that's true. And that's true. the big thing, too. The, the longer you kind of leave that unspoken, the longer your partner can build up in their head the reasons why this is happening. They're going to be yeah. fake, like anxious reasons. So you just address those concerns and like that alone is going to, it's going to ease things for both of you a whole lot and, that's and so- remove some of the anxiety they're feeling. And then, you know, they might have more sexual energy from that. I, I certainly have felt yep. that as a thing. You get yep. so worked out about something that it just starts kind of killing your sex drive. Yeah. I honestly did feel better after the conversation. She reassured me that I am a whole, that I am quote, wholly adequate. Hell Yeah. Fuck yeah, hey, adequate. Uh, High five me on adequate. Woo! Yes. Arthur, I got to <laughs> tell you something, too, and that is uh, congrats on the sex, partner. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate it. Congrats, brother. Can we get some fanfare in here? Can we get, like, a marching band or something? Yes. I've already been playing air horns just to myself. Like, I muted the mic, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my God, yes. And I just had like a mini celebration to myself. Just That's now. what we need to do for our uh, Patreon or like make special episodes, <laughs> but they're just regular episodes with like 10 times the air horn. Absolutely. It's just constant. I think that would up one. your viewership <clears throat> by like at least 25%. It just air horns consistently. This has like, <laughs> you know, a sentence like, like is equivalent as a, like a period at the end of the sentence. Have an air horn. Yeah, instead of periods, call them in right question. now. Yes. I'll call him. Call him. There they were. Yeah. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Love that. So much energy. I'm feeling Good so work, much team. energy right now. <laughs> air horn airstrike achieved. And uh, if we got nothing else on that, I vote we take that air horn energy to the next one. Yes. What do you say? I'm, I'm feeling I'm so energized. All right. Well, bringing that energy, my brother, 19, hit on my girlfriend, 22. My girlfriend and I were staying with my family. We were having a game last night, but I had a headache, so I went to bed early, and my girlfriend stayed downstairs with my family. After I fell asleep, my girlfriend woke me up and told me that after I went upstairs, my brother started rubbing her leg and arm, putting his arm around her, pulling her towards him, flirting, etc., My girlfriend told me she was uncomfortable and wanted to leave the next day. The next morning, I told my parents why we were leaving, and they got upset and said my girlfriend was overreacting. Fuck you, parents. Mm -hmm. They called my brother what my brother was doing playful. They said my brother is having a tough time at school, and his girlfriend broke up with him, so we should cut him some slack. 
They're mad at me and my girlfriend for wanting to leave and said we're being dramatic. My girlfriend and I have been dating for over a year and our relationship is pretty serious. How do I go about making her happy without isolating my whole family? TLDR, my brother hit on my girlfriend and no one in the family seems to think it's a big deal. And that was posted by just like a whole bunch of letters and numbers. Oof. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm gonna, I don't have any jokes about this. Um, <laughs> Fair. Makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is, this is infuriating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, your brother, your, your brother's having a real hard time at school. He should be allowed to sexually harass your girlfriend. Yeah, just you know, your brother's having such a hard time at school. Just let him, you know, like rub your girlfriend's leg. Just let him have, just let him have a little touch of flesh. You know what I, you know what I'm saying, honey? Like, what? Like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? That's, that's such a weird fucking angle for them to take. It's yeah. just like completely unsympathetic. Like they literally consider hers or his feelings like none. I'm like, oh, your brother's having a hard time. It's playful. Your brother's having like, such a hard time school. at college. Just let him grow up your girlfriend and he'll be fine. It'll all be fine. Like, what does that mean? I don't, I'm sorry. I'm thinking a New Jersey accent. I'm not trying to like. <laughs> no, I believe you mean New Jersey. New Jersey accent. It was very Hebrew, that accent you That's were not, a, not, it's entirely not what I was aiming for. And I don't <laughs> want to seem like anti-Semitic. I was aiming for, like, New Housewives of New Jersey, and I don't want to be a racist. <laughs> I, think, I think you tried the line just fine. I I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think you should beat the shit out of your brother. That's yeah, fuck him up. Yeah, yeah, fuck up your brother, for sure. Like, just absolutely punch him in the face. <laughs> we don't typically advocate violence on this show, but I think among brothers, maybe. Uh, yeah, literally, that's normal. It's just playful. Break this. his nose playfully. Yeah. No, Donovan, you were talking about a service we wanted to provide where you guys would get paid to go beat people up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think we should plug that again. You plug that again <laughs> on Patreon, Radio Free Tote Bag. We'll beat the shit out of someone for you. <laughs> we're gonna have to up That's the right. rate, man. You've you've said like two hundred and fifty bucks. I'm like that does that barely covers. You didn't travel. even say two fifty. You said like one hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I I just like kicking shitty people's ass. No, I fully yeah, agree. You, you do it for the love. I'll, I'll kick this boy's ass for free. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, this is shitty. Um, don't worry. I don't know. Let me reread this real quick so I can have an educated answer. <laughs> I, I even if it's not direct physical confrontation definitely tell your brother to go fuck himself like you yeah. have every right to be angry fuck him uh i would reaffirm kind of your girlfriend that you understand this is fucked you're sorry this happened to her you're trying to do something about it and you completely understand why she wanted to leave and then you need to talk to your parents here too and explain to them why that's fucking bullshit that they're just apologizing for your brother doing this even fucking supporting your brother doing this Absolutely. that's that's bizarre that's yeah. stupid Mondo fucked up. misogynist old school mentality mm. and it's creepy as fuck hard agree yeah and the fact that she even went out of her way to tell you it's like as a woman it's like hard to when you're in a situation like that especially within a family it's hard enough to even open up about it in the first place the fact that she told you about it in the first place and, like, overcame that, like, fear of, like, upsetting your family dynamic or whatever. It's, like, that made me uncomfortable and that was weird. You should absolutely 
I don't know, take measures to set boundaries at the very, very least. I don't, I don't even know what else to say. Like, yeah. And I think when you talk to your brother, make it about how he's done something wrong. Don't make it about how you touched my fucking girlfriend. Make it about how that's some creep mode shit that you did. Yeah. And it's unacceptable. Yeah, I, th- I think drawing that, you know, this isn't just something against me. Like, this is something you don't do to fucking anybody. No one. Like, this is more no my one. girlfriend is the one who's suffering for this. So, yeah, I, I, think, that's, I think that's a good uh, perspective to take on this. So there may... Because, you know, if he's doing this to your girlfriend, God fucking knows who else he's being weird to like mm. this. And he needs to get his shit together. So his main Fuck. question is, how do I go about making her happy without isolating my whole family? Is the main question he's asking. <laughs> I think well, you, gotta, you gotta round up the family. You gotta you gotta take control of that situation and make it clear to them that you weren't being dramatic, that you you made my fucking girlfriend uncomfortable. Uh and she was right to be uncomfortable in that situation. And it's fucked up what you did, and I need you to fucking apologize and tell me it's never going to happen again. And and again, reaffirm to her, you know, it, it, making her happy, reaffirm to her that she's doing the right thing here. She was completely valid to tell you that. And I would say both to reassure her and to your family, you know, just draw a fucking line. We're not going to spend time with you until you do something about this, until you fucking assure me that this isn't going to happen again. You, you need to... You can't just like go back and hope for the best here because this is this is fucking traumatizing, creepy ass shit. Yeah, you know, I'd be so fucking uncomfortable about ever going back. Uh, and so maybe you know, if you, and if your girlfriend doesn't want to, too, maybe fucking don't. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ah, I think you're 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 kind of right to isolate your whole family, but you should. They're your family. You just they need to learn. Some people just don't fucking understand these things, yeah. which is not okay. But if they're your family, like, get it through their creepy-ass skulls. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm skeeved. I'm skeeved about it. I'm, fe- I'm feeling heated as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of if I was in the place of the girlfriend and that happened. I would, mm, I mean, yeah, I'm glad she said something in the first place. Yeah. Uh, like, ugh. I don't even know what I would what? do. That's the thing. Is that I'd be like, oh, yikes. Like, oh, yikes. Uh, my boyfriend's brother is like a perv. Uh, what am I going to do with that? Um, never go there ever again, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask, Sav. If you, like, if you're in this situation, I don't know. What would, it, what would it take for you to go back? Like, do you think you could even do that? Because as somebody with anxiety, and this is, you know, different being a guy, but if I had some weird shit like this, like, I wouldn't want to go back there fucking ever. Like, that's, that'd just be an anxiety attack as soon as you got to the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah, also as someone with anxiety, for sure, that is, I'm trying to process this, because weirdly, I don't, I don't want to sound like ageist or anything. I think there's a difference that it's like a younger brother versus an older brother, um, just from, I guess, experience, honestly. But if it was an an older brother, that would be a potentially, like, da- I don't want to say more dangerous or less scary or more scary, but um, if it's... I kind of I feel But that. do you understand what I'm saying? It's like if it's a younger brother, like, I, I would feel confident in, like, putting 
him in his place and being like, absolutely the fuck not. But if it was an older brother, I don't know. And they were again, like, I'm it'd, a, be t- it'd be tougher. Yeah. A little bit, especially if I've, like younger brother looks up to older brother. Whereas in this yeah. case, younger brother probably looks up to older brother. And I don't know. I, I feel that the power dynamics definitely different. Yeah. Uh, Either way, I would still, I mean, personally stick up for myself and be like, if you ever do that shit again, I'll kick your ass. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll fucking cut you. I'll, I'll cut you. I'll send you I'll send some people after you. <laughs> I th- I'll call up them RFTB boys. Uh, I think that in an ideal world, she would have said something to him in the moment, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, But... For whatever reason, tough. she didn't feel like she could do that. But and I, so I think that it falls to you to wrangle your brother. Yeah, I've had that where at parties, they weren't necessarily a brother of a friend, but a friend of a friend where they've hit on me. And it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's exactly the same dynamic, but it's like you, if you don't draw a boundary right then, then it's like, okay, this guy hit on me and he's going to be at this party I'm about to go to right now and it's like what how much do i have to like put up on guard and if they start acting weird at that next time i see them then it's like okay i'm gonna tell someone about it and if not if they i don't know sometimes they pretend like it never happened it's really a coin toss i don't i don't mean because it's tough i don't mean to demean her experience because that initial experience should be enough to just be like absolutely not ever again but but it's difficult, especially yeah. in the moment, because you don't want to rock the boat, because then things could get you know worse. And you're at this brother's house, yeah, with his family. Like there is this massive power dynamic of support towards the brother. So what happens if you say something? Maybe the parents, and they kind of are here, don't think there's anything wrong with that, and then they either fucking mock you or give you shit after you've been fucking assaulted right? by this dude. Yeah, I I feel that not being able to say in the moment. That's got to be scary. Oh, absolutely. Like, especially if you know these parents are going to be like, oh, you're overreacting. Are you saying too much? He's just being Yeah, I would absolutely be afraid of, you know, standing up for myself in that environment. So, yeah, in this particular case, I would try and avoid it as much as possible, despite. God, that sucks. I don't know. I'm, I'm really trying to wrap my. I haven't been in this situation specifically brother to brother wise because I feel like that's a whole dynamic, and I want to speak just as the oldest of four. Like, I don't know. Sibling dynamics are different than like your boyfriend's best friend or like you know what I mean. I don't know if that made any sense. I hope it did. <laughs> Quick editor's note here: uh, Sav's Skype cut out. Just about there. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and drop you at the wrap-up of the show. Enjoy. So that's uh, that's going to do it for, for this week. Uh, it's been fucking lovely having you with us, Sav. I uh, really appreciate having your perspective on all this. That's so sweet of you. Thank you. That has been. Thanks, thanks for coming out uh, and being on the show with us. We, we gotta love having a guest, especially when it's young Sam. Oh, that's the sweet. I'm more than happy to be here. Hell yeah. So I will say that uh, if you want to see Savannah's comedy, uh, you said you had no shows coming up, uh, but if you're in Chicago, maybe you're in the open mic scene, Sav does the uh, Monday, Monday night open mic at 8 at Shuba's in Chicago. 
And if you'd like to be on the lookout for upcoming shows that you might be doing, uh, follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Savvy White, one word, S-A-V-V-Y White, one word, one word. Yeah, one baby. Word. Yeah. Follow her. It's very nice to have a, uh, a, a social media presence where the name describes you because you are a very savvy white. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't be more white or more savvy. Um, a fun bit I do is uh, I'm Savvy Blanc, like Sauvignon Blanc, like the wine. Nice. And I love wine. <laughs> it's like when I'm at parties, it's like Savvy Blanc's here. It's not Savvy White, it's Savvy Blanc. And so um, then you br- then you bring a Pinot Grige yeah. and everyone's like, what? Yeah. And they're like, wait, but that's diff. And I'm like, don't say anything. Or I bring like a Cabernet Sauvignon. And they're like, but that's diff. And I'm like, don't say anything about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I feel it's appropriate at this time to mention that our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. And that you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And I, I'm also feeling it's the right time to mention that our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or look them up on Spotify. It's the Hayfellows. It's three words. And uh, listen to them. It's a real good song. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I, I love our outro song. Fucking great. Uh, well, so, man, it's been excellent having everybody with us. Uh, thanks again to Savannah for being with us. And uh, I hope you have an excellent week. And I hope that uh, in one hour of the recording time, uh, the president doesn't start a speech where he uh, institutes martial law. Here's hoping. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What an answer. We're going to die in a nuclear winter. (laughs) Can't wait. Love you guys. Bye. If you did a kiss, too. I'm still recording. Do I need to stop?